Hello and welcome to the Talking Indonesia podcast. I'm Dave McRae from the University of Melbourne's Asia Institute and today I'll be talking about corruption in Indonesia with Professor Jimli Ashadiki, founding Chief Justice of Indonesia's Constitutional Court and Professor of Constitutional Law at the University of Indonesia. Professor Jimli is currently one of the final 19 candidates to become a commissioner of Indonesia's Corruption Eradication Commission, the KPK. A conflict between the KPK and Indonesia's police has dominated headlines in Indonesia this year, with the conflict being triggered by President Jokowi's nomination, since withdrawn, of a tainted candidate to become national police chief. And before putting his name forward to join the KPK, Professor Jimli was also appointed by Jokowi to a nine-member independent team tasked with resolving that conflict between the KPK and the police. I started by asking Professor Jimli why he was interested in putting his name forward to become a commissioner of the KPK. Many, many people ask me, even request, so that I may apply for that job to help saving the KPK. Because nowadays, almost all branch of power Mm almost public officials in the executive, legislature, and also the uh, judicial power, uh, they don't like the existence of these uh, commissions as it is now. Mm. So we have to improve also the way the, 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 way the, the commissions uh, do their job. But uh, the most important thing is that that we we have to save by doing the improvement from inside, including uh, in my my view that actually what is done by KPK so far is only about ten uh, percent okay. of the of the uh, of its power, its authority now. Okay. For example, uh, in terms of uh, what you call it, prevention, yeah. it is very minimum mm. they have done. Uh, dealing with the preventions, it is related to policy reform, administrative mm. reform, which the KPK is authorized to make coordinations, make monitoring, mm. and even asking for a, a routine report from all mm. institutions about the agenda of uh, prevention. Yeah. So this make the keep case very, become very important, very strong in the process of prevention. Aye. But this so far uh, does not have does not have been you know uh, exhaustive or mm. does not executed correctly. Okay. Or not enough. Yeah. Professor Jim Lee went on to explain that he saw three functions for the KPK prevention of corruption, internal controls on corruption, and law enforcement. So far, it is looks like only concentrating on this third uh, functions, yeah. that is uh, enforcement. Mm. But this enforcement also actually should be together. Mm. KPK, the police, and the attorney, they should become one team, yeah. working team. Mm. get together mm. but so far they always fighting each other yeah, yeah. how can we solve the problem national problems mm. if 
uh, they should have been together, yeah. but on uh, 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 rather than together, mm. they are fighting each other. Okay. So cannot be effective. Yeah. Uh, so in the future, we have to improve the way uh, the way they, they, they work together yeah. as as a working team, mm. one team. Uh, although each is independent mm. in its own authority, yeah. the police yeah. is independent. The attorney mm. is independent, mm. and the KPK is also independent. But according to the law, the mm. KPK has has been authorized to coordinate yeah. these two. Yeah. But so far, no coordination. Mm. They're fighting each other. Yeah. So because of that, uh, quantitatively, we can see that so far KPK is just doing his job 10%. Yeah. From the three aspects, the third aspect is become the concentration, but from the third aspect, only one third, yeah. Yeah, even not one third, because they fight each other. The KPK was formed in no small part because there was no public belief in Indonesia, either in the Attorney General's department, who handle prosecutions, or the police, who investigate corruption. And it in fact has the power to take over corruption investigations from those two institutions. I asked Professor Jim Lee whether there was a realistic prospect of harmonious relations between the KPK, the police and the Attorney General's department given the powers that the KPK has to take over investigations. Yeah, I think so because the, the cases, the problems all over Indonesia are so huge, mm. a lot of problems, uh, abuse of power, not only in, the, in Jakarta. Mm but in 34 provinces mm. and 500 something kabupaten districts with democratically elected head kabupaten district and, and the cities so uh, we cannot expect that in in the first stages of Indonesian democratic development, everything will, will, will go smooth. Mm. So we have to maintain the democracy and with the strong and effective rule of law, mm. including the corruptions. We uh, have to avoid and we have to handle the, the cases of uh, uh, abuse of power mm. everywhere. So because that that we have to work together. Mm. the police and mm. the attorney mm. and uh, we have to coordinate that these two institutions I mean the KPK should coordinate mm. and uh, in some big cases it can be taken over by the KPK or if there is a case which is uh, not effectively uh, handled by police or by uh, attorney mm. then the KPK can handle it Mm. can, uh, what you call it, ambil adi. Yeah, uh, take it over. Uh, take it over. Yeah. So that that's uh, that's the, the rules according mm. to the law. Mm. Uh, but by doing so, we cannot, we cannot get rid of coordination and, mm. and working together. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's possible. Although we understand that the establishment of KPK by, with the assumptions that uh, keep, uh, the, the police and uh, attorney is not perfect, mm. uh, less 
less trust mm. from the people but uh, by giving them chance to work effectively mm. under the coordination of the KPK mm. hopefully there will be internal reform also in yeah. the police and both okay. police and the kejaksaan or atuan 2015 has been a difficult year for the KPK after the commission declared Budi Gunawan a corruption suspect just after President Jokowi had nominated him as police chief, the police responded by arresting two KPK commissioners on what are widely perceived as trumped-up charges. Those two commissioners are now suspended, and the KPK's interim leaders handed over investigation of Budi Gunawan to the police and prosecutors who dropped the case. I asked Professor Jim Lee about the impacts of this conflict. Noting that this is the third time that the KPK have suffered from this sort of animosity, there were previous conflicts with the police in 2009 and 2012, Professor Jim Lee went on to outline some of the broader impacts this time around. Uh, but in the, this third, third case, it, it, it has uh, caused internal solidarity in the police mm. uh, police. Uh, Organizations. Organizations, including the, uh, mm. yeah, the, oh, police, the rank and file. ordinary police. Yeah. They are now united. Mm. Uh, psychologically, they, uh, emotionally, they are now uh, united in internal solidarity. Okay. So, so uh, they, 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 they feel insulted mm. that the candidate of the chief of police mm. was... Uh, announced, suspected yeah. during his announcement of candidacy. Yeah. So this is also about uh, the wisdom mm. of uh, deciding um, the time, the schedule mm. of making decisions. Mm. So many people think that this is uh, there is a political background yeah. of uh, uh, playing politics mm. between the chairman of KPK mm. and and the vice presidency candidacy mm. before during yeah. the presidential election, mm. this is this make the situation become uh, very political. Yeah, yeah, both uh, with the press uh, with the the, the police mm. and with the KPK. Yeah, so so the the result then uh, there is uh, divided. Mm. Divide yeah. uh, among the, the the public opinion, including mm. among the media, yeah. divided. Yeah. And uh, of course, when we were invited by the president to give advice, mm. then we have to to be in the middle. Mm. What is the best uh, we we could do? Mm. Then we advise the president. Yes, uh, don't. Uh, take that candidates become chief of police mm. because uh, you will you will face uh, huge uh, uh, reactions negative yeah. reaction from the, the the people the public yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least we let let him let them let the police change that according to their internal process uh, process yeah uh, I myself have uh, uh, understood some of our nine nine members mm, of that independent uh, team. Yes, yeah. I, they they don't agree, but I 
I myself thought that maybe one day this man may become a candidate again, but not now. Okay, this is Bodhigunawan, the, the yeah, candidate so for I tried to be realistic, I tried mm. to be uh, not very extreme, mm. yeah. but during that time, it is impossible to 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 make him become become candidate. Yeah. So I said, he, he is still young, mm. why not, why should now? Mm. Uh, that, that's, that's, that, yeah. that's then taken become the policy of the president. Okay. As Professor Jim Lee alluded to, Abraham Samad had sought to become Jokowi's running mate in 2014 and stayed on as the head of the KPK when he didn't secure the nomination. Staying on risk politicizing the KPK and some of Budigunawan's supporters accused Ab- Abraham Samad of making Budigunawan a suspect out of ill feeling at not becoming vice president. But the fact that Abraham Samad had politicized the KPK doesn't change the fact that President Jokowi nominated Budigunawan as police chief, knowing that the KPK, just several months before, had effectively vetoed Budigunawan as a cabinet minister when Jokowi asked the commission to check over the backgrounds of a shortlist for his cabinet. I asked Professor Jim Lee why Jokowi would have nominated Budigunawan as police chief and whether the fact that he did so tells us anything about Jokowi's commitment to fight corruption. I I think he has a, a commitment of force, but I do not know what, what is uh, really in his mind, but uh, from outside we can, we can uh, look at the, the, the change in the political uh, milieu mm. that the role of political parties becoming uh, very more and more important. Mm. And you know that during the presidential elections, this is the first time Indonesia is experiencing from political divide. Uh, all the number of political parties a lot, mm. 12, yeah. but uh, because of this uh, experience of presidential elections, uh, it's become two groups yeah and uh, the difference is not quite you know uh, the vote is is very very, very narrow difference very between Krabowo's group and Jokowi's group mm-hmm. in the in the presidential election. so yeah. so this 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 makes that uh, the ruling party the ruling groups parties mm. becoming very very important mm. for for the president yeah uh, while the president himself has no control mm. over a single political parties. Yeah. So it depends on the the support and unluckily that the the what we mean by political parties is not an a democratic institutions inside each yeah. party. It depends mm. on Leader, the big boss the, yeah. the mother or the, the father. Mm. Each party is have his own fathers or mothers. Yeah. So because of that, uh, he has to reckon mm. this uh, political uh, considerations like mm. that. Jokowi dropped Budgunawan as police chief, although he's since become deputy police chief. But the prosecutions of the two KPK commissioners have continued. Police have also 
commenced investigations into a Udiono-era deputy minister, Denny Indriana, a legal scholar. Professor Jimley has made public statements that he considers there to be no merits to the charges against Bambang Wijianto, one of the KPK commissioners, and that in the case of Denny Indriana, the charges against him look like criminalisation. I asked Professor Jimley what confidence anyone who became a KPK commissioner could have in the future that the police wouldn't simply level spurious charges against them if they were to prosecute a police officer. Yeah, number one, that the performance, a political performance should be changed and the influence of politics toward the law enforcement agencies should be changed also mm. because we have to maintain the independence uh, uh, police and uh, judges mm. and even the attorney and also the KPK must be skewed from politics. Mm. This is a must in the, mm. the process of uh, maturing democracy in Indonesia. Mm. So I just think this is just the process toward that mature, maturity. But uh, of course, if you ask person to person, there's no quality. Mm. But I believe that because I think I am, uh, I know the police. I am mm. beside a professor in the University of Indonesia. I also teach mm. in the police academy. Mm. So, colonel mm. downward, mm. almost all of them, my students. Okay. So, I know, I know them and also in the attorney. Mm. I know very well the mm. attorney general. Mm. And uh, we have been working together a long time. Mm. And, and also in the center of education training mm. center of the judges and mm. the attorney mm. i also uh, always invited to give speak mm. spe speech uh, to to give lecture mm. so i know them mm. so because that that no no uh, no problem i think mm. uh, for me okay. uh, to be inferior mm. in having that together Okay. So and a... and uh, by doing so, I think uh, they will not misuse their their task. Mm. But today, I I I I thinks and I have I have made also several statements regarding the phenomena of criminalization. Mm. That really criminalizations, and it happened already to the. The chairman of KPK, mm. which is now already in jail, was already seven years, mm. and even I tried to uh, to uh, help him to get clemency from the president. This is uh, Antasari Azhar, who was Azar. convicted of murder. Murder, yeah. And uh, uh, your uh, and also uh, Abraham Samad, mm. uh, Bambang Yujayanto, mm -hmm. and Denny Indrayana. These mm. three gentlemen was very close to me. They come to me many times to my office mm -hmm. and I try to help them mm. and I am sure one day there will be a problem with them with them mm. this is only about time okay. yeah but these uh, yeah they are just the victims mm. of political game okay. around this finally I asked Professor Jim Lee about public statements he has made in the past calling for the death penalty to be legislated for corruption committed by senior public officials. When one of his successors as Chief Justice, 
Akil Mokdar, was found to have taken bribes, Professor Jim Lee also said the KPK could seek the death penalty for him, even though it wasn't on the books. I asked him whether he saw the death penalty as an appropriate punishment for corruption. Yeah, you know, you know corruption and uh, drug abuse is similar. It, it uh, arouses public anger against mm. the criminal. Mm. Yeah. Very emotions, because the the effect negative effect of these two kinds of uh, crimes very very huge impact negative impact so very uh, uh what to call it uh very uh, useful when mm. we look at usual ordinary people mm. uh, very easily get angry yeah and i was also just like ordinary people okay Although I I am (laughs) former chief justice, Mm. but I was chief justice during the first period, which is we had nothing. Mm. Even uh, the first year, we didn't get salary. Mm. We had no office. We had no, uh, what you call it, staff. We tried to find our own staff and then we tried to find a building, moving from one building to another building. So we... We have uh, so many problems in the, the first years. Mm. Then when we have done our job, yeah. everything's there, the building's there, the history has been, has been uh, crafted. Mm. Then somebody who, uh, what you call it, uh, continues my job, yeah. Yeah? Uh, do that uh, very negative, negative uh, Actions. Uh, actions. Mm-hmm. So, as ordinary persons, I can be emotional, okay. emotional, emotional, just like ordinary yeah. people. Okay. So, during the time, I said, "Oh, this man must be <laughs> that. Uh, uh, what is it? the appropriate penalty. punishment yeah. for him is death penalty sure. because emotion." Yeah. Now, uh, now we are talking last night about policy mm. for the future of Indonesia, future of democracies in the world. So we have to think in a rational way. Mm. When we talk about public policy, it must be rational. We cannot use emotional statement become reference. Okay. Yeah. okay? So so that's my 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 answers. Okay. So don't misunderstand that I agree with that penalty because of that. <laughs> That's all we had time for with Professor Jim Lee Ashadiki. Look out for a new Talking Indonesia podcast every fortnight.